Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it. Hey, my name is Nigel. Guy Relford, the gun guy, in for Jason Hammer. How are you? Great, buddy, and it's great to be here with you. Finally, an arrest in the 2017 murders of Abby Williams and Libby German. They were the teenagers whose bodies were found near a a trail uh, in Delphi. Richard Allen is the suspect, 50 years old. He's a local, resides in Delphi, charged with murder, being held without bond. The investigation is not over. Even though a trial date's been set for next March, there's the uh, tip line is still open. The emails tip line is, is still accessible. And I, I don't know, just your general thoughts, guy. I, I Friday when the news came out, I was it was kind of vague. Somebody had been charged in connection with the murders was exactly. the headline. Uh, we didn't know exactly what those charges were. Um, it was, we just knew it was charged in, in the connection. I was hoping and praying that somebody finally something somebody somewhere caught this guy. And we now know that he has been charged with uh, the murders of Abby and Libby. And I'm relieved. I can imagine the feelings of uh, the people in Delphi and especially the the families of the victims as well. Yeah, that that's your first thought. You yeah. know, it goes right to the families. And uh, and, and and I was I was. I don't know about happy. I, I would say relieved to some degree that there's been an arrest. It was interesting leading up to the news conference at ten o'clock this morning. Nice, just as you, as you said, you know, they said they made an arrest in connection with yes the the deaths of Abby and Libby. That was on and, Friday, and yeah. exactly, and we didn't know what exactly that meant, and we didn't know that this person uh, had been charged with murder, uh, Richard Allen, until today, and. Interestingly enough, the the only announced charge was murder. And a lot of times in in crimes like this, there will be multiple crimes uh, that a person's accused of. For instance, kidnapping before a murder or, Mm -hmm. you know, God forbid, other crimes we don't even want to speculate about. And, And the only crimes announced today were murder. Now, we don't know whether there might be other uh, crimes that uh, that the judge has found probable cause for that this person will ultimately be prosecuted for. There, are, there's a whole bunch of information that we don't know yet, but at a minimum, we know that uh, that Richard Allen, age 50, from Delphi, has been charged with murder. And it's just it's uh, just on another level, just creepy and just scary that this guy was wandering around in the open in delphi a local guy oh yeah uh, i mean for, he, he, for upwards of six years now uh five six years yeah i mean he's a local guy he worked as uh, reportedly as a pharmacy tech uh at a, a cvs there in delphi a lot of people go in and out of that pharmacy and, and interact with him reportedly a quiet guy who didn't speak much in public is the uh, reporting that i've seen but yeah that that is creepy and and you know what i mean to their credit, law enforcement, including Doug Carter, that we're going to talk to here a little bit later, came out and said, you know, this guy may very well, this person may very well be right there among the citizens of Delphi. Yes. Maybe right there. Yeah. I uh, may not necessarily that. be, you know, some drifter who, you know, is, is, is rolling through. And uh, at least at this at this point, based on the allegations uh, in um, in this prosecution, that appears to be the case. So there was a press conference and announcement today in uh about the uh, the man uh, charged uh, with the murders of Abby in Libby. It was the Indiana State Police. It was Superintendent Doug Carter. It was the Sheriff's Office, and it was the Carroll County Prosecutors. Exactly. They um, had a, Actually, I want to play this here first from 
uh, Doug Carter, his opening statement. I'm just going to play the whole thing. It's like 60 seconds long. Uh, it's longer than that, but I want to play the first 60 seconds of it just to show you. I mean, he was emotional t- today. It was a big day. Um, and like he, you're going to hear him say here, it's not necessarily a day to celebrate. So here is the um, first um, minute of uh, Superintendent Doug Carter in his opening statement. I would now like to introduce to you our first speaker, Superintendent of the Indiana State Police, Doug Carter. And you're going to hear a pause here as he gathers himself. He's at the podium and he's trying to gather himself here. Give me just a second here. Some do I have prepared remarks, but today is different because I do not want there there to be any confusion or ambiguity with what I will say. Today is not a day to celebrate, but the arrest of Richard M. Allen of Delphi on two counts of murder is sure a major step in leading to the conclusion of this long-term and complex investigation. So you can hear the... the you know, I don't want to say hesitation, but it, it, this was a, a a big moment for for Doug, and and like he said, it's not a moment to celebrate. It's not a moment to be happy. I I think there's probably relief is a good word. A lot of hard work over the past five years to put into this. What did you think of of what you heard there initially? Well, you know, I I I know Doug. I, I just had Doug. I just had breakfast with Doug uh, here a few days ago, and and we were on you know opposite sides of some political issues like constitutional carry, but we remain. I think very good friends throughout that process, and and yeah, Doug. I think is a lot like me, frankly, where he um, he's an emotional guy. He's he's committed to the things he believes in, including you know his job and enforcing the laws of the state of Indiana and seeking justice for victims uh, like Abby and Libby and their families. And 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 he's also been I what I heard, and this is just pure speculation on my part. What I also heard in in that emotion that we saw and heard from Doug during that conference night was 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 the result of an awful lot of pressure and and even yeah. criticism that that have been levied at him since th- this crime occurred. And a lot of people are saying, you know, why haven't we caught this guy yet? And what's the matter with the Indiana State Police? Or what's the matter with local law enforcement? Or, you know, isn't this guy right under your nose and you haven't caught him yet? And and I think a lot of that is, is horribly unfair because people don't know the facts. They, they, don't, they don't know what's been revealed. They don't know the status of the investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and they're not even aware of, of legal constraints on conducting a criminal investigation. And and yet, you know, he's been um, the, the, the subject of a relentless wave of, of, of scrutiny, if not criticism, if not both. And so I, I, I heard um, that being a culmination of the investigation were certainly relief, but I also think um, him coming out from under a lot of that scrutiny and 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 criticism, and I think the vast majority of which was really unfair. Uh, we don't know a lot. There's there's not a lot. No, we we know. Um, we still have a lot of questions. What led led up to the arrest? Uh, is there anybody else involved? And here's Doug Carter saying, "Look, if you're expecting all the details, today is not the day." While I know you are all expecting final details today. Concerning this arrest, today is not that day. This investigation is far from complete, and we will not jeopardize its integrity 
by releasing or discussing documents or information before the appropriate time. And Guy Doug also addressed some of the criticism that, uh, and, you know, he's been criticized, like you mentioned, lack of information released to the public, and here he is uh, talking about that issue. If you choose to be critical of our silence, be critical of me, not the front line. These are the folks who have committed their entire lives to a successful conclusion. In other words, a guilty verdict. And so the probable cause affidavit has been sealed, which is unusual, is it not? I mean, that's... It, it is. It's unusual. And, it, yeah, exactly what's been been sealed. And let's talk about what these things are, Nigel, because listeners may not completely understand this. Probable cause affidavit is what law enforcement in, in cooperation with the prosecutor's office puts together to say, here's the evidence we have that establishes probable cause to believe this person committed a crime. And they lay that out. And yep. some probable cause affidavits, you know, for cases I've had have been three paragraphs. I imagine this one was probably page after page after page, if I, if I had to guess. Um, so that, that lays out why law enforcement and the prosecutor's office believe that probable cause exists that this person committed a crime. And that allows then upon a judge reviewing that probable cause affidavit, a judge then decides, yes, probable cause exists, can go out and arrest that person. In addition, the information, which is the next step, um, is is what the prosecutor's office puts together to say, here's the crime we're accusing, or crimes that we're accusing this person of committing based on the following Indiana statute, based on the following acts. And it could be as simple as did knowingly and intentionally, you know, in the lives of, you know, Abby and Libby and, and or could go on beyond that. Those are the two things that have been sealed, the probable cause affidavit and the actual information, which is the charging document where the prosecutor's office lays out what crimes or crime the person's been com- um, accused of. Listen to this reporter. He's asking now, this is Prosecutor McClelland, a reporter I felt kind of almost got kind of a an aggressive tone with him because there is some frustration and lack of 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 information. Um, here is the uh, reporter asking the prosecutor why uh, that's been sealed. Can you explain without getting into the details of what's in the documents? Well, this is not regular. Right Usually, a public hearing is held. We should be able to see all the documents, right? Sure. Sure. Made a decision. Can you explain your decision as to why you believe that over the next thirty days, no one in this room should have access to those records? Sure. It, it is unusual. We don't do it very often, um, and all the cases that we handle here in Carroll County. We did it in this case because the investigation is still an o- still open. And while all cases are important, this the nature of this case uh, has some extra scrutiny with it. And so we, my office, me, felt it important to seal those records. There will be a public hearing on whether or not those records are going to remain sealed or not. Um, there'll be public notice for that hearing so that everyone can attend. But there will be a hearing to determine whether or not they're going to stay sealed. But for now, to me, it it's about protecting the integrity of this case. I want to have an opportunity at some point uh, to have an opportunity in court to explain the evidence and for that not to be tarnished or tainted or anything like that. Again, he's presumed innocent. And so it was important for me in this case to do that. And, and not just quickly, how that works is that the prosecutor can ask for it to be sealed. The judge has to seal it. And that has to be based on um, an argument that it will jeopardize the investigation or even imperil the safety of a witness or a victim um, in order to seal these. That's what's going on right now.